If we haven't met before, my name's Jono, I'm um, part of the team here at One Hope and so glad you can uh, be along this morning. Uh, as Amy Ruth said, we're, we're um, right smack bang in the middle of a, a series about our church values and we're in the second week of Build Community. So what we've been trying to do is, um, you know, last week Pastor Matt um, spoke and opened the Bible about that and then we've been hearing some stories, uh, hopefully bringing that alive for us and we go, oh, that that's what that looks like uh, in real life. And hopefully things that we can go, yeah, actually, I could, I could do that too. You know, God's called us into an incredible family. And uh, that's a focus today of uh, build, build community. I'm so thankful that we get to be part of a church together and just how uh, diverse we are in our, in our backgrounds, our experiences, our passions. Um, but what we hold in common is that God, uh, we've put Jesus at the centre of our lives. And we, we've sung that this morning, that um, your will be done, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And so they're not just words that we sing. That's actually something that we, uh, God would want us to aspire to that, you know, however crazy, bless you. Um, hey, fever tablet, mate. The, um, you know, they're not abstract words. They're actually like Jesus promises that by the the presence and power of God, that heaven comes to earth, you know, that we're involved in something powerful through the gift, through the, through the life and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And so, you know, that's, that's remarkable, I think. I, I was just thinking this morning about how we see that really tangibly build community. Um, some of you will know um, Deb Bateman, and I thought it was a good opportunity to keep you updated on that. Um, if you're a guest this morning, Deb's been a member of our congregation for lots of years and last year she had a pretty sudden, well, sudden cancer diagnosis and, you know, downhill quite quickly and so she's been in palliative care and, um, you know, that, that phrase, build community, could not be more true of Deb. As a single lady by herself, no biological kids of her own, like, she was, sm- like, if there was a chance for someone to feel isolated, it would, could have been Deb. But instead, there's some, some really remarkable people in our church family led by uh, Leslie Richards and Lorraine Daly who have got a team around Deb. And so she has just been amazingly supported. And so, you know, Deb's been really looking forward to getting back home as long as that journey has been. Um, she's now at home and, you know, she sees this as like, you know, I probably don't have many more days, but I get to spend them at home. And she's surrounded by people that love her and that is her church family. You know, church family have have built community around her. Like we, any time we come into a like the church, we if we come in with the expectation that we are going to inherit community, that it is going to be provided for us and laid out for us, we are always going to be disappointed. Actually, the call is to build community together, and so. There's a Bible passage that speaks about this in Ephesians 2 where it says, Together we are God's house. We're built on the foundation of the apostles and of the prophets. And the cornerstone is Jesus Christ himself. And we're carefully joined together in him. And we're becoming a holy temple for the Lord. That's remarkable. Another practical way that we've chosen to do this and to give you a bit of um, backstory is for uh, more than 10 years, we over 10 years ago, we helped launch an organisation called OneCare. And the heart of One Care was to um, reach out and serve our local community practically, um, all in the name of Jesus. And so we've done that. We've done that as a church community, and there's been other people outside of our church involved in that. And you know, community meals and and food banks, and you know, uh, coach mentoring and um, uh, subsidised counselling, and lots of lots of great stuff. 
last year and increasingly we felt the conviction about in, in changing times and in a changing society, what's the best way that we can do that as a church family? And so some of you may have heard, if you keep up with your emails and you hear regularly at One Hope, that you know we, we made a change just in the last few months and um, we've we've more than rebranded actually we we saw the opportunity to um bring what was it was never it was always us doing it but you know organizationally actually to bring one care back in and bring it has it have it as a ministry of the church you know you know when you're just like no that that is us so it makes the most sense that you know we are up front about that because we would we would support people and we would encourage and help people and and oftentimes the conversation would come around like well why do you do this why do you why do you serve in this way and why do you love in this way and it's like sometimes in our society and particularly with um, funding arrangements and agreements that means sometimes you can't tell the truth in the way that you would like to because the really simple answer is like oh we do that because we believe that God has demonstrated his love for us in Jesus Christ and, you know, he calls us to reach out to a, a broken world and a broken world which is you and I and we're called into relationship with God. But sometimes we found we couldn't do that, you know, and so we just saw the opportunity to go actually the best, the fullest way, the best demonstration we can be of the love of Christ is to be able to share that message fully and wholeheartedly. And so with that in mind, wanted to... Um, Invite uh, Simone. Would you put your hands together for Simone, please? And Simone heads up what is now One Hope Community Care. And so, so glad you could be here. You kick around at our Barrow campus. And, um, but you said, oh, you're glad to be here this morning. And you can, it's well lit. You can see people's lots of smiling faces and they're glad to have you. Um, what, what, I'd love to fire a few questions um, at you about your role and actually how we can all build community together. But first of all, take us back a step to uh, your growing up in church life. Well, I was just saying I feel quite comfortable coming in here because this is a little bit like my old stomping ground that I grew up in. So I actually grew up in quite a small church, um, a small reform church. So it was, uh, it was pretty strict actually. Um, but I just loved that community even as a young child just coming in within that church and having that community to be a part of and, you know, growing up with my friends and all that sort of stuff. Um, but, yeah, basically at about the age of 13, I really made that, that, that decision that there was, um, yeah, that, that there was something more than just, just a God. There was, there was um, that, that connection um, with him that I felt through, through other people. So I definitely, yeah, felt like I made that stance for God at about 13. Um, and obviously... You know, your teenage years come upon you, um, which they did, and I probably made some decisions that, um, you know, I regret a little at this particular point in time, but God's blessed me in it. Um, and I did walk away for um, quite a number of years, um, but like I was sort of sharing with Jono earlier in the week, I always felt that um, that gentle whisper in my heart. So I always knew God was there. He always... He was always beside me. I just didn't like the way that he was taking the direction of my life and I just really put my foot down with it and said, no, I'm going to live my own life. And then um, I got to about the age of 26 um, and I, of all places, found myself back in a rather strict 
Bible study um, and it was called BSF and I know some ladies here, I've seen some faces that I remember from BSF probably, yes, probably seven or eight years ago I think it was. Um, but I found myself there and uh, such an unlikely place to actually um, be singing hymns and just reading the word and it just came alive to me and I just sensed God's spirit in a really, really special way and from there on I just recommitted my life to God and I haven't looked back. That's great. Any Bible study that comes with homework is a solid Bible oh, study, yeah. right? It was solid, all right. Yeah, some of you are like, BCF? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, homework. That's good. Yes. Uh, so in your role, yep. heading out, like I said, heading out oh, One yeah. Hope Community Care, um, yes. when you hear that phrase, um, build community, yeah. um, what comes to your mind? Or can you pa- help paint us a picture yeah. about what happens? Yeah. So building community to me, um, and when I think of it, I mean, it can be so many things, but um, in particular, I think of some words, you know, people gathering together, having that sense of belonging, um, you know, uh, you know, con- connecting in and having that, that safe place to be. And that might be within a, a church environment, could be within a, a sporting group, could be somewhere like One Hope Community Care. So building community, obviously, um, yeah, just that. That, ga- that gathering together and feeling like you have that real sense of belonging and like a family, you know, like we know that within our church we've got our, our church family. But I think as well each of us have our own unique um, giftings that God's given us um, and those, those qualities that we can bring to those, to those communities as well. Um, and it might just be something really simple. You might be thinking, oh, I can't do I can't do that. That's too hard. Well, I'll just share a really little story with you about a gentleman that just in the last week at um, One Care or One Hope Community Care, which it'll be known as now. Um, he, I was having a chat with him, and he just said to me, "I've got to get up really early tomorrow morning." And I said, "Oh, okay. What are you What are you getting up for?" And he's like, "I've got to go up to Melbourne." He said, "But I've got to stay awake all night." And I'm like, "Why Why do you have to stay awake all night? Don't you just set your alarm on your phone?" He said. I don't know how to do that. And it was something as simple as that, that, you know, we, we just take that for granted, that we can actually set an alarm on our phone, go to sleep, and the alarm wakes us up. He didn't know how to do that. So, you know, it doesn't need to be anything really big. You, we've all got different qualities. I mean, this is a technological thing. There's lots of different things. But it's such a simple thing that we just take, take for granted, and that's where you can just be that blessing to someone, to someone else. Um, and I think you do, you know, you might have that circumstance, but there's also that real sense of stepping out of that comfort zone. I think we all like to be in our comfortable, comfortable space, um, but I feel like there's that real, yeah, just to, to step out where, where God's obviously, you know, maybe giving you that little, that little niggle in whatever community sense that, that might, actually, might actually be. Um, I think when I first started at One Care, I actually started there as a volunteer right at the start of COVID. So I became redundant in my two jobs that I was doing um, and I basically found myself just wanting to do something within the community. Obviously, I heard about One Care through, through church and thought, I better go and see what this is all about, seeing it's obviously part of the church. Um, and I, I, I mean, I'm a pretty outgoing person, but I actually walked in there and kind of went, ooh, this is a little bit... It's a little bit different. I'm feeling very much out of my depth here. But I really felt like God, I could just hear that voice, that same voice that I heard from the age of 16 to 26 when I wasn't following the Lord. But just that same voice that said, um, you've, you can do this. I haven't brought you here for 
no reason. You, you can, you know, you can do this. Um, and I just sort of stood there and, and said, well, God, what is it that you want me to see? What, what do you want me to do? And I just, I suppose, I really just threw myself out there. Um, and it's, you think you can't do it, but yeah, where, when he calls you into it, whatever that might look like, and it might not be working with disadvantaged people, it might be just baking something for your neighbour, I don't know, like, but whatever he calls you to do, he will, yeah, definitely step you into that space. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Sometimes I feel like we, um, in Christ- as Christians, we can maybe not apply what we do to the rest of our lives. Like some of you are old enough to like, oh, the man landing on the moon was like unachievable, never ever. And, you know, you're around and you saw the moon landing or, you know, oh, the four-minute mile, unbreakable. No one could ever run a four-minute mile. But, you know, we have this amazing capacity as human beings that, um, you know, our our the line of discomfort moves whenever we step forward in faith. Some of the most incredible people I know are not the most gifted, are not the most amazing. They just have this innate conviction that they're like, actually, I'm going to do something uncomfortable and they take a step and suddenly their discomfort is another step away. And I'm like, oh, I love that. Hey, we've got a, we've got a couple of photos here of some people um, participating in the um, community meal. Oh, why don't you speak to these, actually? Yeah, yeah, this is the, the community meal. I think the, the top one there... Uh, I, I won't use names, but the gentleman that's standing there with me, um, he's been coming to One Care for at least oh, probably 10 years, I think. Um, so that's our community meal. And then I think in the corner there, we've got the ladies. Oh, yeah, the bigger one there. That's I don't know what it's looking like on there. Sorry, they can see one. I'm seeing the next one. So that's some ladies doing a program called Cook and Connect, um, which is basically a cooking program. So they come in and it's about five or six of them that gather. And you know what? It's not even about what they're cooking. They just love the interaction with the, with the volunteers and just having that time for someone to to spend with them and obviously they pick up some cooking skills at the same time which is lovely so that happens on a Tuesday after our food bank Um, and the next one this is another beautiful lady that has been coming for quite some time Um, and I just wanted to put that up there I think that was our Christmas lunch actually which was just amazing last year we had uh, a community choir that came we played games and people just the feedback that we got from participants we don't normally gather feedback but we wanted to for this one because we wanted to know what you thought of it and they just had so much fun and they just kept saying you know this is our this is our family Christmas that's that's their, that's it we are their family so that was wonderful and I think actually the next slide um, is just the the whole buzzing on Christmas um, lunch which we actually did quite close to Christmas this year normally we do it about a week before but yeah we actually did it a couple of days before which was which was really really nice so um yeah, that was just a really special. That's quite special a small. Time. If you haven't been to one get Candover <laughs> Street, a it's, that's a lot of people in a small area there. <laughs> it's really not a very big hall at all. So we did. We had about 120 people, I think, um, including volunteers and that sort of stuff. And then the final slide. Um, yeah, this is beautiful. This is sort of the a part of the coach program. So you know, having that that mentee mentor program that just basically gets alongside someone that's doing life tough and just needs that person there to just you know bounce off and chat through and guide them guide them through some things that's great do you be able to share a couple of personal um stories you know you're saying earlier in the week about um many of us who just take um for granted like jumping in the car or getting on the on the bike and just getting where we need to go but you know that's a different experience for many people yeah. Um, obviously, it's so nice having been a part of the community at One Care, One Hope Community Care now for 
three or so years and I've gotten to know, it's a bit like, I mean all, all of your faces I know, some of you, but you know you get to know your community too so it's so beautiful to get to sit there and share some stories with our, with our lovely, lovely people that come in. And like there's one lady that comes every single week um, and she catches three buses just to, just to get to our community meal and she's 80. Um, and I just take my hat off to her because it's just, she's like, nah, I'm coming here, I want to come and see my, you know, my beautiful people that I can, you know, spend some time with. Because we are, for her, um, you know, she's very socially isolated, so for her it's a, a, a chance for her to come in and, yeah, just just break that down and, you know, just bounce herself up and get ready to, to take the rest of the week on, which is really nice. So I just love that um, uh, about about her. I'm using different names here, so her name's Elizabeth. Um, and then I've got John, um, and obviously John comes in, and he just, you know, wants to come in and grab that cup of tea and sit down and have a, have a chat. Um, and I kind of love it because I can stand up there on a Thursday and I know... Exactly. I could shut my eyes and I know exactly where everyone's sitting. So we're all right. it's a bit like church, don't we? We all, all kind of like to sit in the same spot and we've got our little comfort zone. And they do the same, which is wonderful, but that's because that's, you know, that's their community and they feel that real sense of belonging and um, it's, it's lovely to, to see that. And obviously, yeah, when, when John comes in, he just wants to get that cuppa, sit down and have a, have a chat with someone. And I always say this, like, don't ever underestimate the power of a cup of tea and a chat. Like, it just speaks volumes you might not think it's much but it could just be life-changing for someone in that moment um and I, I know John will, will say that that's what it's that's what it's about um and then I've got another lady I'll just use a different name for the sake of it Anna who comes in um and she suffers really strongly with um anxiety she finds it really hard to walk in that door and I've just journeyed along her in the past she hasn't been coming for long, maybe two or three months, and I'm just seeing her building up and that smile uh, growing and that comfortableness as she connects into her to her group um, and gets to know people and, yeah, the beautiful volunteers that are there that just take the time. They might not feel like they're doing much, but I always say what you guys are doing is incredible because you're just investing that time into the lives of um, yeah, others, just, just he- hearing them out. And for someone that has anxiety, and I know many of us here have that and we struggle with that, just to be heard sometimes just makes you feel better. Yeah. That's right. I talked to, at the start as a bit of an intro about, you know, making an organisational change, which actually was m- more of a heart change because could you share us a bit about, with us a bit about um, the family from Iran and also the constant feedback you hear about, like, how that space is different and how the people that are serving there are different? So, yeah, we had a, a family from Iran that came in, um, yeah, probably about two, two or three weeks ago and they just, yes, yeah, obviously stepped into one care um, trying to find a, yeah, trying to find a, a community to, to come alongside them. I mean, coming from another country, I can't even begin to imagine what it would be like. And obviously sitting there and talking to them and having that language barrier, obviously the husband could speak a little bit, but the wife and the child, and the child was just, she was just adorable. She was about two and she just kind of kept looking at me and smiling and um, I just kept engaging with her and we were eating. You know, I love conversation over food because that's why the community meal's fantastic because... I don't know, food and conversation go hand in hand. So, you know, we were just chatting about, about different things and she felt a real... Um, I could see the, the mother was, was trying to communicate some things. Um, she couldn't quite um, 
do that, you know, in, in English very well, but her husband knew what was going on. And basically, in a nutshell, we were able to, yeah, connect them into some, some childcare. She obviously has a business that she's wanting to get up and running. We were able to link her into those, those right things. But then at the same time, just for them to, you know, a couple of weeks later turn around and say, oh, we just feel like we have that place. You know, this is, this is our community. Like, they've come here with nothing, probably feeling so maybe even disheartened or unsure and then they've just got some people just to, to come alongside them, I think, just makes a huge, huge difference to the way they can take on, take on life. Mm. I'm hoping you can see just as um, Simone shares these simple stories about, you know, how the gospel is coming through these stories, like when Jesus calls us to, you know, that, that he's in the business of repairing the brokenhearted you know, and setting captives free and, you know, we are increasingly finding that and so our belief and heart is that we as a church family will increasingly see that more, that people would choose to put their lives in God's hands, you know, that we so many have already made that decision that we're like, oh, life is beautiful and life is amazing and life finds its fullness when God is a part of that and, and at the centre of our lives and so um, I, I just love that. I'm really excited. We're excited about what God has in store for, for us and that's the driver behind that, of course, is God's love but secondary to that is our decision and our conviction as a church family about what we want to be, be about. You know, if how are we going to see positive change in our in our city and, and and our region? You know, we would say as Christians, like, oh, it's the love of God that transforms. You know, it's the love of God that transforms our lives. Now, Simone, people um, that are listening to you right now are probably thinking, possibly thinking. Oh man, she is a real introvert. Like she does not like talking to people. She probably just wants to sit in the corner and do nothing. Hands up, all the introverts. They're not even gonna do it. <laughs> Here's a photo of you and your husband, Dean, and, um, you know, can you just share with us a bit of the example of being, you know, close to home, the differences in you guys as a married couple, because it's also reflected in your experience of volunteers through community care as well. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, uh, look, Dean is an extrovert, introvert, I suppose, so um, it's it's really interesting. Like, I'll use the example, walking into a room, uh, probably at a function, I don't know anyone, I will be like, oh. Who can I go and talk to? And I know a lot of you are sitting there going, oh, I, know, I can't, I wouldn't want to do that at all. I'd like complete opposite. So, yeah, for, for Dean and I, we are really different. Like a lot of married couples, we, we both have a very different, different personality. Is there any people in a relationship? Put your hands up if you're in a relationship with an extrovert and an introvert. <laughs> uh, God works in mysterious ways, eh? Yeah, he really, he really does. And so I, you know, I've had it plenty of times, obviously, you know, um, not just with Dean, where, you know, he'll, he'll find somebody and go and pretty much spend the night talking to that person where I'll pretty much try and get through the whole room. Um, and I just love how, yeah, God obviously works different in, in, in us with our, with our different qualities and the different things that we've got. So just because you might be an introvert doesn't necessarily mean that God's not going to, to use you in a really... Um, powerful and um, purposeful way and so I have this with my volunteers as well that come to me and I know the feeling I mean I'm an extrovert and I shared with you before that I felt I was a bit whoa you know but I think that the fact that you can yeah you use what you've been given in in whatever way I think yeah God's going to definitely definitely bless you in that so um, yeah if you're if you're wanting to be a volunteer and you're an introvert that's Perfectly fine. I love that. Makes it sound like we're going to set up an introvert support group <laughs> as part of community care. 
I guess we wanted to ta- I wanted to take the opportunity to highlight that this morning because one of the common things that I hear in church life is, and it doesn't matter who who what personality or kind of character this, people are, we always think someone else is better at doing it than what we are. We always think that, often think that, very often. Can I jump in really quickly? Because that was me. I, for years and years, just sat sat in the pew and just went, oh, I'm never going to be able to do that. I'm never going to be able to do that. Like, and years and years, and I pushed it away and I pushed it away. And again, just that little gentle voice said, yes, you can. You can do it and I'm, I'm going to call you into it and I'm going to call you out on the waters and when I do, you're going to be ready to go. That's right. And I, I, I love, like I'll, occasionally on a Sunday afternoon, I'll get a text from someone and they're the personality type that they're like, it's almost you can hear the sense of hurriedness through a text. They're like, Jono, I've got to let you know that there were six different people that I met this morning and four of them are new, okay? And here's their names and here's where they work and here's what school their kids go to. And like, like all these amazing details. I'm like, I'm so thankful for you that you are part of our church. And then different to that, different to that, I'll observe after we wrap up the service and there'll be people milling around and there'll be the, the people that they just have the eye for one person and they just go, oh, that person I need to talk to. And it won't be heaps of conversations. It'll just be one conversation and it'll be a great conversation. And, you know, as we talk about building community, I'm so thankful for the variety of people that God, that God has mashed us all together in this amazing... And, and he builds something. His promise is that, that he would build something, that we're not just hodgepodge. He would make something incredible out of us all together. That's remarkable. Like, that's cool. Hey, um, maybe as we wrap up, you know, what's, what's at the heart of all this for you? Um, obviously, you know, I do what I do because I love, I love people and I want to be God's hands and, hands and feet in this community. Um, and I think that, yeah, just even that little, yeah, I keep talking about that little voice that you hear. Like whatever he's calling you into, into doing, um, yeah, just, just step, into that, step into that space. I think for me as, um, you know, one that we were talking about it earlier in the week. It sounds really cliche, but just, you know, just to love your neighbour. It comes down, bottom line, it comes down to love. So that love that you've got within you that you want to, yeah, pour out and, and share with others. And I think now more than ever, um, you know, communities need, they need us. They need the love of Christ that's pouring out in you to be able to to reach them because there is a lot of, there is a lot of need. There's huge marginalisation and disadvantage and deep entrenchment. And But I've seen, and I'm excited as well because we can, you know, obviously talk more about Jesus in that space now too, but I'm excited about, yeah, what, what God's going to be doing um, down with, with us at um, One Hope Community Care, but also, yeah, within, within our wider, wider community and within our church as well. So, yeah, I think if God says, if God's giving you that little tap on your shoulder, he's saying, you know, you, you, can, you can do it and, and just sit in that space and, and listen. Yeah, that's great. And, um, you know, oftentimes we talk about this stuff and there's a call to action. Actually, there is no call to action today. Over the coming um, two to three weeks, we're going to be highlighting some things. If you, if you feel like – I noticed that last year we – all of us largely didn't have a lot of emotional tickets to spare. Like, you know, we were still pretty darn fatigued. But, you know, coming back into the new year, I feel like a lot of us have got a renewed sense of energy. And so in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have opportunity where if you feel like God is 
tapping you on the shoulder about, you know, actually I would, I've got the capacity to contribute here, then you're going to prov- be um, provided that opportunity. You know, whether that's at community care, whether that's here on a Sunday or God's opened up another opportunity for you, we're going to explore that together. And, you know, going back to the picture that we had with the, the kids spot, like I found that myself where I've got a, um, a couple of friends who I know that, um, and I might have shared this before, I feel like there's been a fundamental change in our relationship and largely maybe that's started with me where I've gone like, you know, a deeper conviction of the of just how they need God to be part of their life, you know. And I would, I would hear people and they were going through challenging circumstances or grief or whatever it was they were facing. I noticed in me that I would often do the, you can, you can do it, like it's going to be okay. And I, one day I just went, oh, man, like I'm encouraging someone that it's going to be okay when they're trying to do life without God and so they're building their house on the shifting sand. And I'm careful how I say this and when I say it. With people that I know that, that the friendship is robust enough, I've said a couple of times, I don't think you can do this by yourself. I th- you're, you're created to know God and that's how you're going to get through this. You know, and I think that's, that's the heart of why we wanted to make this change about community care. So we can, you know, when God stirs in our hearts, we can say to people, do you know what? You were created with, God created you to know the assurance of your life being founded on the rock. That no matter what comes, that he is with you. You know. Can I speak into that? Because You're the boss. You go. <laughs> just, just even this week um, and having that opportunity, not that we couldn't talk about God, but like Jono was saying, we were a little governed with how much we could speak in that regard. Um, but, you know, now, now we can. We can just speak so boldly about it. And I had a gentleman that he just walked in and he, he, really, he was really struggling to walk. I could see he was in an immense amount of pain. I've seen him come in for a couple of weeks and I just went up to him and I just, I just put my hand on him and I just said... I don't know if you if you believe in God, but I just want you to know that you know He loves you, and I'll be praying for you. And He said, "I'm getting close." Do you know what I mean? Like they're just that that <laughs> you could just see this this sense in him that he's just like he's part of this community now, and he just and it's God. God's just and he he wants to do that in everyone. He just wants to pour out, and it might be that tiny little conversation that you have in that corner, or it might be something like that where you're bold and you just want to go up and pray for someone, like. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna use you for sure. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So, like I said, there'll be the invitation in the next couple of weeks, and we're going to be highlighting if those of you that aren't already, you know, you know, you got the uh, um, opportunity to contribute to church life because that's what we we share in common. You know, that God grabs this ragtag bunch of people, and when we put God at the center of our lives, that He would do something incredible, and He He would use us for amazing things that people would come to encounter His love. And so, hey, I'm going to invite us all to stand, and I'd like to just read a couple of sentences from a book, and then I've invited to Simone to uh, pray for us too. So, why don't we would we be able to stand together? Invite the team to come up too. That'd be great. Thanks, music team. I'd just like to read with you um, just a couple of sentences from a book called um, Searching for Enough, The High Wire Walk Between Doubt and Faith. And uh, I found it uh, very encouraging. And the author says this. What does it tell us about the heart of God that he put the keys to the kingdom in the shaky hands of people who were something less than certain? 
that he looks the doubter in the eye and says, not at some future point when you get every intellectual quibble sorted out and every question answered, but right in the midst of your doubt, I choose you. I trust you and I send you. And I love that, that God would send us, that his heart is to help build community. And that's a value we hold as a church. We hold that as a church because we believe that God holds that as part of his kingdom. So uh, would you be able to pray for us all together, please, Simone? And then we're going we're gonna to sing a song. And I encourage you, um, maybe you could, we could just use the words of this song as an offering. And there's, you know, there's going to be some words in there that we would um, say, God, open up our eyes to things that we can't see. You know, that there, maybe there's opportunities around us that we go, you know, oh, God would reveal to us afresh and he would use us in special ways. You know, whatever our character type, whatever our personality, you know, that we would hold up the name of Jesus and that he would use us. So, yeah, why don't we pray together and then we'll sing. Yeah, Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for, for this community here at Morlap, Lord. I just thank you that you have given each of us um, yeah, all the different qualities and characteristics that each of us have got, Lord. I just pray now that you will just be with us, Father, as we look further to what it is that you want us to do, Lord. I, um, I feel a lot of people um, are feeling a sense of perhaps inadequacy, Lord, that, yeah, can I, can I really do that, Lord? But I just pray that your Holy Spirit will just, um, yeah, sit in that space in their heart that says, yes, you can, Lord. And Father, I just thank you that you give us these opportunities. I pray that um, if we've been sitting on an opportunity for quite some time, Lord, I pray that today is the day that we step out into that, whatever that might look like, Lord. I just pray as well for those within our community here that may feel like their time has been and that they don't, they maybe don't need to do that anymore, Lord. But I just thank you that you are constantly reminding us um, of your freshness and of your goodness and how you want us to speak that into the lives of others, even if it's just over a cup of tea, Lord. So I just pray now that you will just, yeah, be with each of us, Father, as we, um, yeah, look towards you and a part of your bigger kingdom purpose, Father, which is building that community and whatever that may look like, Lord, I just pray that you will step us into that space um, and we thank you that you will go with us and you will lead us in that and we pray that in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Simone. And uh, we're going we're gonna to sing together to wrap up.